David and I are back, and David, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And this traditionally has not been one of your favorite Marvel movies, right? I don't think it is. I don't, I don't remember when I came up with that. Well, it, before we watched it this this last time, you told me that you were it was not like no. one of your favorites. Yeah. You, you weren't. No. It wasn't like you were dreading it or anything, but you weren't really especially looking forward to it. No, that's and, right. And um, so it was sounding like you haven't really changed your mind on that. Ah, sort of. <laughs> I mean, before it was like, this is probably going to be my least favorite Marvel movie. Really? But I think it has gone up in the ladder since we watched it. Okay. Do you remember what it was that kind of put it down? I mean, I guess it's still Hydra. Kind of put it down. The whole Hydra story. Yeah. Okay. The fact that they are... Bringing back Hydra. Okay. Is it that you don't like Hydra, or... No. It's more of the fact that, kind of, I I still catch some episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Now and then on Netflix, but I used to kind of binge watch it on Netflix, and Hydra kind of changed everything on that show, and not... Some things I kind of wish didn't change because of Hydra. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. And this will be the closest we get to an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. discussion, probably. Um, but, so for, for myself, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I remember the first episode came out, and I liked it pretty well. Like I thought, mm-hmm. okay, that's kind of cool. And then the next few episodes, I was like, okay, this is this is all right, but... I wasn't like super into it and it wasn't something that I was like looking forward to every week. And like, I think I was TiVoing it and it just kind of like kept building up and building up in my queue. And eventually I said, you know what? I'm just going to probably wait until the first season's done and then binge watch it. And I just, it took me forever to get back to it. And most people that I was talking to, most of my friends were not too keen on it and were saying that, uh, it wasn't awesome. Some people said that once Winter Soldier came out and it changed a lot of things. Well, I think that was Thor Dark World. Well, when Thor Dark World came out, we had the, you got a episode with Sif. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really change the whole show. No, but I felt like it got better after that. Okay, kind of. okay. Um, Just some of the stories they had to tell got better. Yeah. But, like, I did hear this thing that you're talking about where it really, like, Winter Soldier really just kind of dramatically changed the whole direction of mm-hmm. the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. And some people were saying that was a good thing, and some people were saying, well, it changed, but it's not really any better. Um, but, so, what's what was your experience watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, it's been a while since I've gone and seen those episodes. But the main thing I remembered was one of the main characters turned out to be a Hydra agent. Mm, mm-hmm. And he kind of... First of all, I really liked that character. And second of all, he, A, turned out to be a Hydra agent, and B, ne- like, kind of has just become a guy that shows up, that never really goes away. Yeah. So, now when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, he's still around? <laughs> and he, I really liked that character before, but now he's kind of just a... Uh, Oh, he's still around thing and won't won't please go away. Like yeah. now that you're a Hydra agent, I don't really care about you and I don't want you to be here anymore. Yeah, like if they're gonna make him a bad guy, just defeat him and then move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. 
That makes sense. Yeah, he probably signed some kind of contract so he gets to be on the show all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I totally get you. Well, now he's like the main because something happened to him, and now he's basically the main villain of everything. But he's kind of a weird main. He's not. I don't know. It's really deep, and I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, we don't have to. Yes. So the Winter Soldier kind of is what you kind of associate it with that because it is what changed the show and and it became a lot more like mission of the week to i'm not saying that going from mission of the week to overarching storyline is bad usually it's not but this with agents of shield i kind of felt like a lot of the missions of the week were really interesting yeah and then the overarching story wasn't really okay yeah that interesting i mean there were some interesting points in it, but a lot of it was kind of just I'm ready for the. There were some filler episodes and gotcha. stuff that really just didn't need to be there. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, I understand then why uh, you kind of have a bad taste about Mission or uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, yes. <laughs> whatever this movie is, we watch Winter Soldier. <laughs> um. It kind of is Mission Impossible, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. Just replace Captain America with Ethan Hunt and some of the side characters with other side characters. And well, it's kind of true too. Cause like it is a movie called captain America. Um, but it is really a team movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like right away he's teamed up with black widow on a mission and she is all through it. It's really almost as much about her as it is about him. And I was going to say it's about their relationship. It's not really about their relationship. I think they have a cool relationship, but it's like a friend relationship yeah and i'm really glad they didn't go into like a romantic kind of relationship or made black widow a bad guy or make black widow a bad guy exactly um but uh i guess let's talk about that do you kind of like that they're just gonna they're just buddies in this or do you kind of wish they would have been like a romantic couple or (laughs) you're not really about the the smooching in the movies anyway (laughs) um yeah, and then you we introduce um Falcon. Yeah, I was trying to I figure forgot out. His... Yeah, Sam Wilson. Sam. Yeah. Sam Wilson. We meet him and uh so he kind of becomes a part of it and uh He basically becomes uh Steve's best friend. Right. Basically. Right. Uh and we'll talk more about some of these characters individually in a minute, but uh but it really does become a team movie. Um and then uh, Civil War is going to do kind of, you know, it's going to do the same thing. Civil War is really an Avengers movie. It, it It's an Avengers movie, but they don't have Thor, Hulks. They can't really call it an Avengers gotcha. movie. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. What, but what do you think about that? That this is not really a Captain America movie, but that it's kind of a team movie. Do you think that's cool? Or do you wish yeah, it would have more he's, focused? He's a soldier. It works in a team. Okay. Man, how cool would it have been if we got like a whole Howling Commandos movie? I still am hoping for that. <laughs> but you know what I'm really hoping for? What? The Howling Commandos movie is actually Marvel's Godzilla. That's what I really want to happen. <laughs> they uh, work out a deal with Legendary, and they just do a Howling Commandos Godzilla crossover. Hey, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. When, <laughs> when Disney buys out Legendary, so because <laughs> okay. Disney will eventually own the entire world. It's that's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about that first. Uh, scene and we're not going to go through the scene by scene but i i really love that first kind of raid on the uh, oh i remember that and that was like my favorite part of the movie that i remember I yeah. like this is the good part and then it kind of goes downhill but it never really went downhill after. yeah <laughs> I'll talk about that later. yeah but what's uh what's some of your favorite parts for that opening bit 
uh, Captain America being Captain America. <laughs> Especially that first line, that not first line, but that line where it's like, is he wearing a parachute? <laughs> he isn't. Nope. <laughs> he's got a shield. He needs a parachute if you have a shield. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is so cool. He just jumps out and you like you don't even think about it until somebody says, oh, "Is he wearing a parachute?" <laughs> it's like, nope, I don't think he was. Yeah, his whole like infiltration of the the boat and just running around and taking he's a pretty stealthy guards. guy. Yeah. It's fantastic. Black widow is really cool in that. And their banter is really cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we find out she's got like a whole separate mission. There's kind of introduces this, this theme of like, who can you trust that spies or, you know, it, spy organizations this are built on the spy movie. Yeah, basically it really is. It really is. What do you, what'd you think about Baytrock as a, the kind of bad guy of that piece, that part of it? Oh, the guy they took out instantly. Well, the the guy who um, he kind of has an extended fight with Captain America. He's like the martial artist. He's like the. the I guess so. Yeah, I mean it, they, they do take him out. Like, he's not in the rest of the movie or anything. Yeah, no. Um, he was cool. He looked like he could have been a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. So but, that is a comic book character. I don't know if you were familiar no. with him at all, but um, is he the? Uh, Master of Kung Fu's arch nemesis. No, he's the Captain America bad guy. He's Baytrock the Leaper, and uh, he's got this purple and orange costume, which they kind of pay homage to. But they give him, they make his clothing purple and orange in the in the movie. But he's got a mask, and he's got this really ridiculous French mustache, and um, hmm. and it talks with a really outrageous French accent as well. That's an outrageous French accent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he says Z all the time instead of the. Ugh, but, so uh, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, they had to tone him down a little bit. Yeah, but he is a very cheesy kind of campy villain, and uh, so a lot of people like him for that reason. <laughs> of but, course. Uh, um, but I don't think anybody was complaining that the the movie version <laughs> wasn't exactly like that. Wasn't faith was as faithful. Yeah, as it could have been. Um, we get a lot of Nick Fury in this movie. Yes, it's... and um. What? What? Any comments on uh, on Nick and what he does? Like we think we'd lose him, he, right? We multiple times, <laughs> like once, then twice, yeah, then again, but yeah, a there's lot. A, an extended sequence where like we see him die on a hospital table, like on an operating table. Yeah, and we think uh, he might die in the car, and right. he gets shot, but then he does die, but he's not dead, and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of him not dying. <laughs> yeah. But that that scene where he's like he's being attacked in his car mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Yeah, um, and this like I'll just go ahead and say it right now. This is one of my favorite Marvel movies, and I think it's because there's so many just really great action sequences hmm. in it. Um, that opening one, the the attack on Nick Fury in his car, the uh, the attack on the bridge where um, with uh, where where Winter Soldier is, is attacking. Uh, Captain America and Falcon and Black Widow, like, and just uh, the, all of that is like just really good. Um, and uh, and even like the the final um, kind of action sequence when the good guys are all trying to uh, put the their chips, their versions of the chips, into the helicarriers, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of really great action in this. So I think that's why I like it so much. But uh, I don't know anything else you would say about Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. <laughs> Scarlet Johansson. Soon. <laughs> playing Black Widow. Uh, she does good. Yeah. 
she's always trying to uh, to get Steve to move on and um, like date. Basically, just act. Basically, just have friendly chit chat while uh, they're doing work, right? And stuff. Right. But yeah, she's she's very concerned about his love life for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really awesome. I really really like her in this. There's like this line because like she is this spy she's like this woman of a thousand faces like she's not a disguise artist i don't mean that but no. she's she has that line where she asks steve like what do you want me to be and you know to you and he says how about just a friend and yeah. uh she goes okay i can do that and and she does and so the, i really like that i, I like their relationship in the movie <laughs> let's see robert redford let's get into him so alexander pierce is the character he plays who we spend a lot of time thinking he's high up in uh, in Shield. No, he is. Well, he's he also is. high up in something else. Too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what do you think about Robert Redford? Well, he could have come right out of the candidate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just recently watched the candidate uh, for Mystery Movie Night, and um, this this is where he went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it could be kind of a sequel to that. We got to watch some other early Robert Redford stuff. He was really cool in the 70s. And I don't know if the candidate was like, we both kind of liked it, but that wasn't like a really super awesome movie. But he he did a bunch of super awesome movies. So um, we'll have to watch like all the President's Men where he plays a journalist uh, investigating Richard Nixon. Uh, or mm-hmm. the Sting is a fantastic one where he's uh, it's it's a con artist. It's kind of like a an Ocean's Eleven kind of set in the twenties. Mm. Um, and there's there's a few other ones we should watch. But anyway, I like Robert Redford a lot. And uh, yeah, I do too. And he's pretty cool from this. from this movie and the and the candidate. Yeah, so far. So the two movies I've seen him and I like him in it. Right, right. And, Basically, and, yeah. And I think you will just continue to. But um, yeah, like, uh, but. How would you describe his character in this, other than just you know he's a a traitor? But uh, like, how would you describe like his personality or the way that he interacts with other people? Uh, very calm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like Give how, some good life advice. Yeah, he was evil. Yeah, they kind of set him up as a mentor to Nick Fury too, right? They yeah, I guess so. He, I mean, I never really understood if he was a mentor to Nick Fury, if Fury was a mentor to him, or if they're just each other's mentors or yeah, not. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, because he talks about when he kind of first realized that Nick Fury was something special and like the, this uh, this hostage situation that Nick was kind of in charge of. But uh, uh, but just when Nick talks about Pierce, you know, he, he talks about like his. I think that's Nick Fury when he talks about his peace prize and all this kind of stuff. And mm. like he just, he, there's this reverence that Nick Fury seems to have for Alexander Pierce. It's um, too bad he's evil. Yeah, it is too bad he's evil. <laughs> mm. But yeah, he's a great bad guy. And um, um, a lot of people point out that in the 70s, they, there was this whole genre of movies called like conspiracy thrillers, um, like political conspiracies. Um, and all the president spent is kind of one, but, uh, it was, it was a time when people like coming out of world war two, everybody kind of like trusted the government and everything, but just starting like in the sixties and really into the seventies, like because of Vietnam and because of a lot of other things, um, people started to kind of realize that the government was made up of human beings and, uh, that they could be flawed and, and dishonest just like anybody else. And, uh, so you got a lot of movies about that subject in the seventies and, and some of them starred Robert Redford. And so, um, a lot of th- nice little callback there. Yeah. A lot of critics have, you know, noticed that, that 
Winter Soldier is is a lot like that. It's it's kind of got some of those same themes, and so it's really kind of appropriate that Robert Redford is mm-hmm. um, is in it so much. Mm-hmm. But, I think that's another problem I have with the movie. What's that? Kind of the government is evil, and not all, the, but like Shield. Shield's the bad guy, but bad guys in this one. Yeah, and yeah. I don't really like that. I mean, it's not Shield; it's Hydra, but Hydra right. is Shield, and Shield is Hydra. So, mm-hmm. what disappoints you about that? I just don't want Shield to be the bad guys. Okay, and is it because you've spent the the early? Marvel I movies? don't need that. I don't need them to be the bad guys. Yeah, I never. Wanted them to be the bad guys. I liked Shield. I liked all their cool gadgets and helicarriers and stuff. Yeah, and I just needed more good in the world. But unfortunately, <laughs> it, life's not like that. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hydras. <laughs> there is a lot of hydras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's also we got Captain America. Yes. And uh, and we have Nick Fury, and we and have. You know, Black Widow, we Falcon, and, and Sam Wilson. Yeah, so um, there are a lot of heroes in this movie, which there are. Uh, is, is also that... bombs <laughs> and, and helicarriers blowing each other up, and right, we need some of that too. <laughs> Let's talk about Sam Wilson. Okay, how awesome is that scene where he meets Captain America? Uh, it's like, pretty awesome. Yeah, the very first scene of the movie, really. Left. I think, right? Yeah, to your left. Yeah, on your left. <laughs> Don't you say, don't you say, I left. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Anthony Mackie anyway. Like, he's, that actor is, uh, he's been in some other stuff that's, uh, he's really cool. He's really kind of charming, likable guy. And, uh, um, I just, I, I love his character. Um, Sam is a really cool character. Like, I like how he knows what Steve Rogers is going through, even though he's not obviously going through the, the whole time displacement no. thing. But you know, it's like coming back from the war and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and trying to settle into like a regular life, like a normal life after experiencing that. After flying in a a, a jet suit and... <laughs> right. It's not like he doesn't worship Captain America, but he really respects him and really mm-hmm. respects what he stands for. And uh, he... It's easy for him to get on Captain America's side and stay on it. Like he never really questions, yeah, uh, anything. And, and I love his line about uh, when someone's asking him, like, "What are you gonna do?" And he says something like, uh, <laughs> "I'm gonna do whatever he whatever he does, only slower." Yeah, yeah. He Wilson is really to Captain America as Rhodey is to Iron Man. Yeah, they're well, with, with not as antagonistic. Like, cause no, but they're like. Basically, best friend superheroes. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of best friend superheroes, so uh, we find out in this movie that Bucky Barnes is not dead. No. Nope. He was uh, captured and uh, turned in brainwashed, turned into the Winter Soldier. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's probably been too long since you've seen this, but was that a surprise to you when? Uh, uh yeah. yeah. I think I think it was. Is it to you? No, because I it's based oh, on comics. some comics, yeah, yeah. And, and Winter Soldier is a character of the comics, and, but it's kind of funny because for a long time, like you know, characters dying in superhero comics, is, like, you always know that they're going to come back, right? Whether but, it's through something in the story or when they rebooted, or right, but, yeah. But there was a long time there was a saying for decades <laughs> about Marvel comics is like the only characters who stay dead are Uncle Ben and Bucky Barnes. Really? Yeah. And then Bucky Barnes, of course, came back. 
<laughs> and as far as I know, Uncle Ben is still dead. <laughs> but uh, mm. it was so well done in the comics, though, the uh, Bucky's return as the Winter Soldier that nobody complained about it. It's like it, it just goes to show that bringing people back from the dead, as much as you know, kind of makes a lot of fans roll their eyes, and I'm one of them. Uh, if you do it well, then there's nothing wrong with it, and yeah. uh, and I think that's definitely the case here um, in the in the movies as well as the comics. Like I really like Bucky's return and what it does to Captain America. Like we don't really see all of it in here, except that you do see that Cap is absolutely dedicated to helping getting Bucky, his friend back, getting yeah. his friend back, right. And you see that flashback where Bucky, like after, it's like after Steve's parents have died, and Bucky's like, you know, you can come stay with us, and she's like, no, I'll be okay on my own, and and Bucky says, well, yeah, but you don't have to be on your own. Like I'm here for you, and mm-hmm. uh, so Steve is basically wanting to be the same thing for for Bucky. It's really sweet. It's really uh, touching. Mm-hmm. So we don't really see the fruit of it in this movie, but uh, but we'll we'll well, we do keep sort of a little bit. Like we we see that Bucky is. He kind of remembers Steve's like, who is this guy? Why does he know me? Yeah. And- yeah, and the very final scene, like the, the end, end credit scene, has Bucky just kind of visiting that Captain America exhibit. And- Learning a bit about himself. And, right, too. exactly. So the scales are starting to fall from his eyes a little bit. So <laughs> that'll that'll continue in other movies. Uh, who else we need to talk about? Um, uh, we talk about Wilson a little more. We didn't. Okay. Really else, go super in depth into him. Yeah. What else do you want to say about him? He has a flying suit. Yeah. What called the Falcon. That's pretty cool. Like, um, mm-hmm. they don't really have to go into this whole origin story about how he gets it or anything. It's just something that he it was an experimental suit that he flew back in his military mm-hmm. days and stuck in a vault behind all the security and like, okay, no problem. We won't even need to show that because <laughs> right. they can get it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that could have been like a whole extended sequence, but they just kind of did that off camera, which I like. What I really like about Falcon is I actually knew who he was before the movie. Now, I didn't know he was in the movie, Yeah, but I knew who he was. Is that because of Superhero Squad? Of course it is. It's the only <laughs> thing I knew any character from. Yeah, you learned a lot about Marvel from Superhero Squad. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. It is. So I'm um, like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We haven't talked about Steve's next door neighbor. No. Kate. Kate. AKA Agent 13. AKA Peggy's niece or uh, something friend. like that. Huh? We don't find that uh, that connection out in this movie though, right? That that comes later. No. But cuz at first we just think she's like his next door neighbor and then you find out she's actually a shield agent kind of assigned to not spy on him but kind of watch over him. She's kind of like a Yeah like a hidden bodyguard or something. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but what do you think about her, um, forgetting about her family relationship to, to Peggy? Um, what do you think about this idea of him having like this current love interest? Um, or like, they're they're not really a love interest yet, but black widow keeps like trying to get him to move on. And it seems like this is the woman who we're supposed to like, want him to move on with. Um, But you don't feel that way? Uh, no. I, at least not in this movie. Okay. What do you think about her, then, just in general, in this movie? I don't want to say she's a modern Peggy Carter, because she's... I don't feel like she's as cool as Peggy Carter was. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> one of the few people who really stands up to when... Um, 
Hydra. Yeah, when oh. it's revealed that Hydra's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's one of the, the few that... The mole comes up. Yeah, and she says, okay, I'm going to stay on, stay true to my, uh, to what I know is right, rather than what I'm being ordered by my superiors. Basically, so, S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, it's either Hydra or Captain America. Yeah, and she chooses Captain America. And then we do get to visit with Peggy Carter a little bit in this movie. Yep. She's very old. Yeah. Um, and sick. She's not doing too well. She's, no. uh, you don't realize how sick she is at first. I don't think like she's in a hospital bed, obviously, but she, uh, she seems like she's cool. Uh, like she's in a, we find out she's kind of in a lucid moment. Like her, her mind is kind of, uh, her memory's not. No. Um, I don't know. Like it, at the end of the conversation, she is surprised. Kind of resets. Yeah. She's surprised to see Steve and, um, and for a while I didn't know if like, he was just talking to her, and she didn't even realize it was him until then, or if her memories kind of reset, and yeah. the letter is what happened. Yeah. Right, right. So it's sad, um, but yeah. I would like that conversation that they have, and that they are old friends, even though they didn't get to have the you know, hot dance. romance <laughs> or dance that, uh, that they both hoped they were headed towards, but uh, they still get to be friends. Let's see. Anything else we need? Oh, there's the leader of the strike team. Leader of Oh, yeah. And he shows up again. Oh, does later he? On. Yeah. In another movie? Mm-hmm. Who? Spoil, spoil it for me. Which movie? Yeah. yeah. Civil War. Oh. He's the main bad guy at the beginning of that movie. Is he like really? The one, like the one in the armor suit? Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't, did not even know that. Did not even know that. Because he okay, so that because that guy is a character from the films or from the comics, but uh, I guess I just I, I didn't I, I don't know enough about that character to know that he was. Uh, so yeah, he becomes Crossbones in um, yeah in uh, Civil War. Okay, I like it better now. Cause he's kind of an interesting bad guy in this one. He didn't really get to. I mean, he never really got to do a lot in this one or Civil War, but he was interesting. I want to mention uh, Jasper Sitwell, who Ooh. is he's a. Uh, He's the bald shield agent who they rescue at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that guy? Yeah. yeah. And we've seen Was him a couple of times. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I can't remember. Well, he he ends up a bad guy. He, you find out he's That's part of right. Hydra. I remember yeah. what happens. Yeah, because yeah, he's also the one that they push off the roof. <laughs> and reveal that Falcon is here. Right, right. Um, that's a pretty great scene. But he was in, he, he had appeared in a couple of other things. He, I think he was in uh, Thor. He was in Thor and uh, Avengers, Avengers 1. Okay, right, right. And he was in uh, some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Sure. It's been a while since I've seen that beginning stuff. Yeah, so. I believe he was. He was just kind of like a background agent for a while in, in those things, but then he kind of comes to the forefront in this. Oh, and we learned the uh, kind of the fate of uh, uh, that Senator, Senator Stern, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Iron Man 2. I forgot that was him. Yeah. Good. He got what he deserved. He did get what he deserved. <laughs> got arrested. Yeah, he's the first one. He kind of started that whole Whisper Hail Hydra thing, which kind of became a meme on the internet. <laughs> no one ever liked that guy, especially not Tony. So No. Mm-mm. Actually, no, he didn't like Tony. Tony, Tony didn't really care. Yeah. So. Um, oh, I was going to ask about what connections that there are to other Marvel movies. I think there's a couple other characters though. Oh, who? Okay. Well, first off, we didn't really talk that much about Samuel Jackson as a character. Kind of talking about how he didn't die. Yeah. But we didn't really talk about him as a character. Okay. 
What do you want to say about him? He's a, he's a Nick Fury. Yeah. He's and that's tough. pretty much it. <laughs> he's tough. He is tough. Yeah, yeah. Like we mentioned that scene where he's attacked in the car, which, you know, it's like Nick Fury doesn't have superpowers. Like, how is he going to get out of this? But uh, you know. car machine gun answer, <laughs> answer to every question. Yeah, He's got a supercar, which, you know, is uh, awesome. And he's got the, the laser or whatever that lets them drill into the street. And they use that, that quite that a bit in this one. Yeah. But yeah, he's a super resourceful and tough and, uh, <laughs> Um, it's like waiting for the car, the window integrity to go down to like two percent before he yeah, yeah. blasts out his machine gun. Right? Yeah, he's super smart. Um, In fact, they almost don't get him, but then the Winter Soldier shows up and blows up his car. So. Yep. And then uh, he makes it to Steve's house and then gets shot and then dies, but he's not actually dead. And then he fakes his death at the end. And I like how he's, uh, you know, at the end he's like going underground. We never really see what happens to him until. The end of Infinity War. Right. Yeah, they have lots of unanswered questions. And then he gets his eye patch back at the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's like, I can't, I can't deal without the eye patch. I need, I need to get that back. It's too yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to seeing him in Captain Marvel. Oh yes, eye patchless. Right, right. Young, young Nick Fury with an eye <laughs> or with two eyes. Um, but then there's also his sidekick that we have to talk about. It's about still. Maria Hill? Yeah. Okay. She actually did good in this one. Like, I felt like before she kind of, her acting wasn't exactly stellar. Hmm. Uh, like she did good, but her acting felt like the weakest in the entire movie. Hmm. Kind of in like Avengers. Yeah. But I feel like she did really good in this one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I agree about her acting not being great in... Uh, I don't know. The Avengers. I mean, it was... Well, I mean... But her character is kind of just very business-like, and, uh, you know, she doesn't need to emote a whole yeah. lot. But she does have way more to do, like, you know... Because in Avengers, she's really just kind of, uh, you know, there to repeat orders and, you know, just kind of being in charge of the whole yeah. carrier. Whereas this, she gets to, like, you know, kind of go underground and... Uh, yeah, kind of get to do some cool stuff with the heroes. So, um, and it is fun. It's like it's a really cool moment when like she shows up. You know, it's kind of a surprise. So now I can talk about connections. Yeah, which ones do you want to mention? Uh, a big one here is Doctor Strange. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. When they're talking about like kind of Hydra's whole scheme is to take out people who they think might be a threat to them someday, and uh, so, and amongst other people, they mentioned Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange. And, uh, you know, which is, it's really interesting that they peg him as a threat because this is before anything has happened to him. Like he's just a really brilliant surgeon right now, but I think they're just trying to kill the smart people. (laughs) Maybe, but you get the sense that they, they kind of, they have this algorithm that, uh, Arnim Zola came up with that will predict like who's going to be a problem at some point. Yeah. And which I think that's really cool that. Because at this point in the timeline, Stephen Strange is just this self-absorbed but brilliant doctor, doctor this surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, but they see something in him, his algorithm at least, sees something in him that leads them to believe that he's going to be a problem in the future. Yes, and which they are correct. They are correct. They are correct. Not to them, because they're already going to be taken down. No. But <laughs> to other villains, uh, he is going to be a big problem. Yeah. A lot of the events in this movie kind of relate to the events of Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like the helicarriers, yeah, 
kind of go into Civil War as one of the reasons why they the Avengers need to be held responsible for their actions. Mm. Bucky, of course. Bucky, yeah. <laughs> That's a big one right there. Right. Does Hydra ever show up again? Well, oh, so we have Baron Strucker at the end of this movie. Uh, like, the first kind of end credit scene is this... Uh, That's see, right, yeah. See this... Well, we don't know who that guy is. Um, so, yes, Hydra does show up again. Yeah, but there... Yeah, because that leads directly into uh, Age of Ultron, where mm-hmm. um, he's got the spear, and I still need to go back and rewatch the <laughs> the end of Avengers and figure out what happened to that spear. Why does... Why does Strucker have it? And then you also meet the uh, the twins for the first time. A.K.A. the X-Men crossovers. Right. Let's rank these movies. Let's do it. Um, so, where do you want me to read, uh, read back to you your rankings so far? Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. You have uh, number one, The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Number two, Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Number three, Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Number four, uh, First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Number five, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Number six, Iron Man Mm-hmm. Number seven, Dark World, mm-hmm. and number eight, Thor. All right, uh, below Iron Man, above Dark World. Okay, so number seven is where this is going to go. Yes. And then, um, where would you put Alexander Pierce on your bad guy list? Could uh, you read me my bad guy list? Yes. Um, Loki, Whiplash, mm-hmm. Red Skull, mm-hmm. Abomination, mm-hmm. Obadiah Stane. Aldrich hmm. Killian and hmm. Malekith. Uh, above Obadiah, below Abomination. Okay. For me, oh man, I think I'm putting this right below the Avengers. So it's hmm. number two on my list. All right. And part of me wants to put it above the Avengers, but I know I really shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You really shouldn't put anything about the Avengers. No, I mean, I always forget how much I love the Avengers until I rewatch the Avengers and I go, oh yeah. man, that is so good. But uh, but this is right behind it for sure. Uh, and then for the villains, I'm going to put Pierce. I'm putting him number three, right behind Red Skull and Loki. Oh, okay. And right above Whiplash. Just because I really like, oh, I don't know, man. Whiplash is so cool. Mm-hmm. All right, I got, uh, I got the- like the problem is he's a really good. He doesn't really feel like a really good villain, but he feels like a really good character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm dropping him. He's number five. He's so it goes: Loki, Red Skull, Whiplash, Obadiah, Alexander Pierce, Abomination, Malekith, Aldrich Killian. Nice. All right. All right. Cool. And uh, so the next time we're kind of we're not going to. Uh, Straight in Age of Ultron, right? We're going to go into space and uh, see some Guardians. Yeah. So, of what? Of the galaxy. So, uh, thanks, David. Yeah. Till next time, uh, keep shield- shielding those kids. Yep.